You're listening to Comedy Central. I want to make a better world for all of us. I care and I can have huge concern over for my daughter. The world is, is creepy and it's mean to women and it lies to you and it tells you that you're not beautiful constantly to make you spend money. And I think that's unfair. They're selling uh, flavored fingernail polish for like $30 a bottle, which is ridiculous. Ladies, don't spend your money. I don't have taste buds in my butthole. There's zero point. <laughs> Now, some of you young guys, you cringe, and you're like, I would never, but that's because you're young, and you can still feel. But the, you get to an age where you're just like, oh, please. And the thing is, is that you, you are, because uh, you're young, and you still think you're going to be what you want to be when you're going to grow up. And, uh, and, uh, and that's why you smile, and I smile, because I know you're not. Ah, uh, that feels good. All right, that was Matt Bearden from his Comedy Central stand-up featuring set live from Austin series that they just did, that they just wrapped up. I guess that was probably a couple weeks ago if you're listening now, but you can hear that whole set on Comedy Central stand-up YouTube page where you can see all kinds of cool stuff. There's full hour specials. There's a bunch of content on there. Highly recommend it. And you can see full sets that uh, I can only play a little, little bit of on here, so... Check out that full thing. That was Matt Beard and Killer Set. And I'm Tom Takar. This is Stand Up with Tom Takar. As always, I am joined by producer extraordinaire Coach T. How are you, Coach? Doing very well. Hell yeah. Very well this week. I'm glad to hear it. I got to tell you, I feel like a fat little bitch, and I hate it. I hate it, Coach. Mm. I need... This is the one thing I like really do miss, and I, I made fun of people about this, and I do kind of miss it, though. I miss the gym. Yeah. I miss having a gym because in LA I could run outside here. It just doesn't feel as. Also, I talked about it last week. My eye was all messed up. I bought a grill. I'm cooking. I only know how to make hot dogs, so that's what I'm eating on it. And so oh, I, I feel a grill, disgusting. Like, like what do you mean? Like a, like a barbecue pit grill? I got a I got a little pellet grill. Yeah, charcoal pellet grill. Mm. I've been. <laughs> I'm losing my mind out here, man. I'm becoming full on like. Not politics wise, but like lifestyle wise, incel. Uh, <laughs> 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 like, I, I, like I am an incel in every way except for that I do have sex. And uh, why am I saying that? I'm gonna, a- I'm gonna, I'm gonna say. <laughs> let's not even talk about that. Why did I even say that? Why do I talk about things like this? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, what's going on in the comedy world? There's a lot going on in the comedy world right now. Most importantly, this new uh, this new little segment that me and you just came up with before the show that I think we got to tell people about. Well, go so, ahead, man. This is gonna be, <laughs> this could change our lives. I think this might change our lives. I don't. I'm curious to see what kind of uh, interact interactivity we get because we came up with a bit where uh, you guys, a lot of people have emailed me that they want to try comedy that they are starting out or they're interested in starting comedy or want to know what it takes to start comedy, that sort of stuff. And with the, you know, lack of comic outlets out there right now, I think maybe your outlet can be right here. Mm. I think you should try to make me and Coach laugh. So we are giving you the opportunity, if you want, you can email us at suttpod at gmail.com with a little bit of your material, maybe a joke, 
Maybe just make it one joke. Yeah, make it like a bit. And it's got to be yours. Don't send us some street joke shit. Although I do like a good street joke. Mm. Uh, send us a thing and we'll see if you can make us laugh and we'll give you credit and all that good stuff. Uh, I think it could be fun. Uh, so suttpod at gmail.com if you're interested in that sort of shit. And also keep sending joke detective stuff. If you If you have a joke that you're having trouble getting to the bottom of, who did this joke? Send it over. We'll try to get to. We'll try to figure it out. Or if we can't, we'll see if the listeners can figure it out. We've had some success with it. There was uh, one other thing that I wanted to mention, which is that I talked about this a little on the, the on one of the previous episodes. But live stand up is kind of back in New York in a weird way, where if you can do it outdoors, it's happening. I am uh, my show in Brooklyn that was monthly before all this stuff happened called Good God at the Sultan Room in, in uh, Bushwick in Brooklyn um, is back and it's because they have a rooftop so we're able to do a show very limited capacity but great comics on it I'm not gonna like I'm not making this uh, a big selling point but if you want to see a fun show it's uh, it's pretty sick it's me and Shane Torres and Caitlin Cook and Phoebe Bottoms produce it and uh, we always have killers on, and it's very fun, and the bar is cool as hell. But it's rooftop, and it is socially distanced, and uh, we're we're capping it at like I think it's like thirty percent of the room, so it, it's uh, it should be pretty safe. But pretty exciting stuff. It's weird to think of getting back on like a regular basis of a show, but we'll see, man. I don't know. What I, do you think about this stuff, man? I, I I'm gonna be honest, Tom. Yep. Um, I have so many things that go on in my life, and I and I'm always compartmentalizing. But just the the, the sheer thought of you on stage with a microphone brings unquantifiable joy. <laughs> I, I'm I'm dead serious because I'm like this guy needs to be in the game. You know, I like I appreciate that, Coach. It's like I don't think everybody should be. Some people you need to stay out because you're trapped. Yeah, some people. <laughs> But Tom respects people. You respect comedy so much. Like you're not a dark hole of comedy. Like comedy doesn't stop with you. You create opportunities. You you study. You give back. So if anybody's telling jokes, I'm very very glad it's you. I appreciate that, Coach. That uh, means a lot to me, and I hope that that's true. But for now, we got some great comedy clips to share with you guys today. I'm very excited to play these clips. I was laughing my little ass off. Listen, this is how I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to laugh my whole ass off at these clips that I have for you today. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's the new workout. You just got to laugh that ass off. Uh, don't let your girl listen to this. <laughs> I'm loopy today. Uh, all right. Uh, this first clip, uh, I don't know. I don't hear a lot of people talk about this guy, and I didn't know about him until recently when I saw him at Caroline's. And he blew me away. He, he made me and my buddy laugh so hard. And uh, his name is David Feldman. He, I believe, is either co-creator or a writer for uh, Triumph the Insult Comic Dog. And uh, he's just one of the funniest. And the other clip I have today is from the legendary Yamanika Saunders, one of the funniest people alive, one of the most electric performers. If you go to the cellar and don't get a chance to see her while you're there, it's a real bummer and try to go to another show because she she's always she murders every time. She's so funny. Uh I and I'm psyched for you guys to hear these clips. So here are David Feldman and Yamini Cassander. <laughs> Hey, 
God is a woman because women are better than men in every way. Right on, sisters. Especially because you can give them a wedgie from the back and the front. Did I mention I'm getting a divorce? I got seven kids out of her, I'm done. I'm not paying child support. Ladies, are you with me on this? I am not paying child support. You know, everybody talks about deadbeat dads. What about the kids who just aren't worth the child support? <laughs> am I right, ladies? Deadbeat kids. Why can't my three-year-old get a job? My sneakers were made by a two-year-old in Burma. Now, you may not like me, young lady, but you will respect me. Because I served this country while you were still cutting those teeth. That's right, Persian Gulf, Air Force, F-16, stewardess. I'm a good person. I do the Lord's work. Did you know that about me? Every weekend, I'm down at the Braille Institute describing pornographic pictures. <laughs> I'm working on a vaccine for polio. I know we already have one, but I don't like it. You gotta give something back. That's the problem with your generation. You just take. Not me. Have you heard of President Jimmy Carter? Have you heard of his Habitat for Humanity? They built my sun deck. I give. Usually this is between me and my maker, but I'll share it with you. 28% of what I'm earning tonight, I am giving to the United States government. You're welcome. See, I'm like a motivational speaker. Notice how much better you feel since I've been up here? Anything is possible, young people, but first you must dream the dream. My grandmother, 86 years old, just entered medical school. She's a cadaver. And she is living death to the fullest. I'm not sick, society is ill. We live in a very hypocritical culture where a man can kill a sheep, cook it and eat it. He's a gourmet. But fall in love with that very same sheep and the child welfare office wants to take away my kids. Why? For loving something? Isn't there enough hatred on this planet? Anything that's pleasurable they want to take away from you. Remember the good old days, young man, here in New York City? Are you from New York? Remember the good old days here when they used to let you smoke at the cockfights? <laughs> Anything that's pleasurable, they take away from you. You can't smoke at the cockfights, can't do drugs, 
Not that I would ever advocate drug use. Believe me, being a stand-up comic, I know firsthand how easy it would be to turn to drugs. <laughs> I don't do drugs. I just think there's a little hypocrisy in this insane war against narcotics in this country. For example, right before coming out here, the producer said, you can't make any jokes that portray drugs in a favorable light. Now, where the hell does television get the gall passing judgment on drugs? TV is the most lethal opiate in our country. Hello? <laughs> the average teenager watches six hours of television every day. At least with drugs, you're out, you're singing, you're dancing. <laughs> You're meeting people. You're breaking into homes. You're networking. <laughs> I would never tell you to do drugs, but I do know how we can wipe out drug addiction in this country. Legalize all narcotics. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Let crack and heroin be manufactured by the pharmaceutical companies. That way, nobody can afford them. Three million homeless? I don't mean to bum you people out, but a dog can wander around Manhattan not belonging to anybody. You can call the Humane Society, they will come and get that dog. But a human being? Nobody to call. Now, maybe I'm a bleeding heart liberal, but I think we need a Humane Society for humans. I think these people should be rounded up, given shelter, and if, after six weeks... <laughs> what are you laughing at? Give them more food and shelter. What did you think I was going to say? <laughs> you understand the point I'm making, don't you, young lady? You spend more to feed your cats and dogs than you do to feed poor people. You spend more on your pets than you do on the homeless. That's why I say, make the homeless pets. You could have a real German Shepherd. <laughs> a real boxer. Oh, you're so lucky to live here in uh, Manhattan. Trying to give my kids an education in Los Angeles is a nightmare. The guns, the gangs, the drugs, and I'm homeschooling them. <laughs> which is still better than the alternative, the public schools, which are falling apart. And it's not because of the teachers, it's because of the parents. There are no values in the home. I'll give you an example. The bones of a Tyrannosaurus Rex were just sold at auction for $2.5 million. But I go to the cemetery and dig up the bones of my old violin teacher. I can't get a penny. We have to treat teachers better in our country. We live in a culture where a prostitute on the street can earn more money than a school teacher. That's disgraceful. We have to start paying prostitutes as poorly as we do school teachers. <laughs> and I, for one, am doing my part.
block by block, city by city, because all it takes is one teacher to say one thing and it can change your life forever. I'll never forget Mr. Don Dello in seventh grade, cornered me after class and he said, Feldman, if I could slit your throat and get away with it, I would. <laughs> I started wearing a fat pad. Any fat bitches in here? Never any fat bitches want to claim being fat bitches. But I say, let's just get quiet. You will hear them breathe. So. I had to wear the fat pad. I got a fat pad. You know, they got fat pads now for fat bitches. This is what happens. They wanted to be a war between skinny bitches and fat bitches over pads. <laughs> the fat pad is like, first of all, I don't need a fat pad. My pussy's not that out of control. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> the fat pad is so different than the skinny pad because the skinny pad for the skinny bitches has integrity. <laughs> it's in a little purple box and it's got always written in calligraphy. <laughs> In the commercial, the bitch is like, always. <laughs> and you're like, what, bitch? You got what? Oh, shh. I'm bleeding. <laughs> and the letters, they are in calligraphy, and like little birds are carrying the letters along. And then the pad comes with wings, because I guess the bitch is so thin, they float up when they bleeding, so they got to glide down and shit. <laughs> And then the fat pad is called forever. And <laughs> it's in a big black box with chains. You gotta go to prison to get it. And there's three dudes in the commercial beatboxing, pads. Then the fat bitch comes out through the smoke. Hurry, I'm on my period. I'm bleeding to death. And the fat pad is a huge pad, it's huge. You can only fit like one pad in the box. I got like 99 boxes at home right now for one week, just huge. And I fucked around, I went to the public pool this week with the pad on, Ish. I soaked a ball of water in the pool, it was crazy. And the kids were like, mommy, where's the water? And she was like, it's in that bitch's pad. Now I gotta keep my pussy open till 8 p.m. because the kids wanna swim. <laughs> and then I gotta ring them out at night so they be like, go back to your mother, you know. <laughs> One of my best friends is getting married. I have to go to that fucking wedding. I hate, I hate, I hate weddings. You know, because everybody, they so fucking in love and the shit is bullshit. You know what I mean? All this fucking love shit. I hate love. <laughs> I do. I hate the vows. Because the vows are the dumbest part of a wedding. It's when all the bullshit happens. You know, you see them, they, like, they start crying and shit. Oh my God, you mean so much to me. You're the reason why the sun rises. And it's like, no the fuck he ain't. He don't fuck me and my sun rise every fucking day. So... I was just a maid of honor at my best friend's wedding and it was like, ugh, girl, please. You know, it's so much preparation for these fucking brides because they want everybody to be like obsessed with their day. 
I can't, I have depression and I have two cats and sleep apnea. I can't be here for you every day. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I just want to be at the cake testing and that's it. Like, I didn't know there was a whole dress thing. We had to go look at the dress. That is the worst thing. Ever been to a fucking dress fitting with these goddamn brides? They are the worst. You trying on shit you shouldn't be in. You a fat bitch. Don't get no off the shoulder shit, bitch. We all know you look like you can play for the 49ers. So you better get some fucking, some straps up in here, bitch, and tie these titties up because... The last wedding I was in, the, the bitch, you know, everybody got to wear my favorite color, pumpkin spice. And I was like, why the fuck would you put fat bitches in that? We look like fucking jack-o'-lanterns walking down the damn aisle. I'm walking down the aisle <laughs> trying to trick-or-treat while I get down there and shit. Like, ain't nobody got a Snickers. I hate it. And now I'm the only girlfriend that's not married, so you know that fucking bouquet toss is crazy. Cause it's not even a toss anymore, they just call me to the front and hand me the shit. It's like, well nigga, can we try? Like, could you try to throw it? I was in one wedding where they threw the bouquet and it was like me and like six, six-year-olds sitting there. That's the worst when you a grown-ass bitch with six-year-olds like trying to catch a bouquet. It's like, what the fuck are y'all doing? You six years old, you don't deserve to be up here. You haven't been through nothing. I got HPV, so you all need to sit down because this bouquet is mine. Before I got with my guy, I was on a date with this guy that I met on um, Nude Africa. <clears throat> That's a legit site and I know there's a couple of white guys in here that can verify that. So don't let, don't let them fool you. Nude Africa, huh, sir? You been on it, huh? You looked up into the sky, nigga. I know you thinking about Tasha. I was on Nude Africa. Nude Africa, you gotta show your titties and shit. That's what you gotta do to get out there. You gotta put your titties out there. So I put my titties out there, but I got like big ass titties. You know what I'm saying? I got like, you know, some girls, like, their titties, like, your titties look like they up, they care about themselves, you know what I'm saying? They pay taxes, they contribute, right? You probably take your bra off and it sounds like the Little Mermaid or some shit, right? Right? Love, just happy. I take my titties off the bra and, like, they hang like Ricola horns. And there's no Little Mermaid, it's just old Negro spirituals, a lot of hemming and ha. Oh, 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 we made it. <laughs> Thank God we made it. <laughs> like sometimes when I'm doing housework, I just throw my titties over my back and just get going. You ever do that? No, of course not. It gets real confusing when I take my, my bra off because I have two cats and they're like, what is this, a scratch toy? I, they always... So sometimes I have to take my nipples and put it in catnip just to make them happy. So I was with this guy from Nude Africa. He came over my house. Now, Nude Africa, you don't really get to know the people, right? You just be like, you want to fuck? And he'd be like, yeah, you know? So he came over, and uh, he was gorgeous. I should, ladies, be careful when you're doing this online shit. If you get a guy that's gorgeous, just get rid of him, because he's a serial killer. There's something wrong with him. Like, just, I, just regular motherfuckers and mediocre niggas is all you need to accept. Because the gorgeous guy, he should be out fucking. He don't need to be on no goddamn app. You understand what I'm saying? 
So he comes to my house, gorgeous guy. We get on the couch, we start making out. Now you know the shit is it's hot right now. So my titties are sweating. I'm a big girl, so I put talcum powder under my titties to catch the moisture. So we fooling around on the couch. He lifts up my titties, all these powder crumbs came falling out on the couch. And I was embarrassed because he don't know me. He don't know what the fuck it is. And I was like, oh, he gonna think this is a powdered donut. Like, you know, because I'm a fat bitch. So I had to tell him it was cocaine and I bagged it up and sold it to him for $5, you know. <laughs> but he didn't even care. Like, he was so busy, like, playing with my titties. Like, he had my titties, like, up and shit. Like, I had never seen my titties face to face before. I was just like, And then he let my titties drop. You ever had your titties drop? You ever had a guy put your titties up and let them drop? My titties went up and they just dropped and then they were like swinging because you know, they big heavy ass titties. They just flipping back and forth. And as they were swinging back and forth, this motherfucker balls up his fist and start boxing my titties. I was like, what the fuck are you? Have you ever boxed a bitch's titties, sir? Don't box bitches' titties, okay? Unless you want a bitch playing hacky sack with your balls, don't box. And then he started doing that little etch sketch shit that men do. I hate that with the nipples, that shit. That etch sketch like you about to get a, like a hot 97 or some shit on the titties. I hate that. Why are you doing that? What is it? They are so sick. I can't stand men. So that's David Feldman and Yamanika Saunders, two just incredible clips that were really making me laugh today. I had a great time watching them, and uh, I hope you did too. If you haven't heard Feldman before, he's his whole half hour was really funny to me. I I had never seen it before, and I just was it was one of those things where I was just listening to comedy to enjoy it, and and obviously look up clips to share with you guys and. I hadn't laughed that hard in a while as uh, some of his jokes. I'm a, I'm a big fan of his act, and of course, Yamanika. If you don't, if you hadn't seen Yamanika before, I highly recommend uh, watching the stuff you can find of hers on YouTube. She's really, really funny. Just a great performer and hilarious. She's. I saw her at New York Comedy Club years ago. Uh, blown away, and I was blown away. I was. I couldn't believe how funny she was, and I went home being like that. I can't believe I had not heard that person because she's just a killer and you you almost need to see her like the outfit she wears in that clip and she makes fun of it at the beginning. I don't remember. I think I cut that part out. But uh very funny and just just a killer. Just an absolute killer. Yamanika is my is my is my homie. Yeah, is that right? You know Yamanika? Uh, come on, man. How many black people in Hollywood? <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. We have a segment we should get to, which is Joke Detective. The world is full of a million jokes, but who did it? And what was that one that you liked? Here on Joke Detective, Tom Takar helps you find the joke that you seek and the justice that you need. We got a couple guys on the case. Look, I thought after we found that Chad Daniels... Been a couple weeks ago, I could retire in peace. 
my wife said, honey, finally, you could eat the lasagna that's been chilling on the oven for weeks. <laughs> you haven't come home from work. I slept days and nights in my office. I thought, finally, I can come home. But no, another damsel in distress yeah, yeah. Knocked, upon, uh, knocked upon our joke detective door. And she said this. This is Samantha Bellardi wrote me. Hi, I'm a fan of... What's that? It's an actual damsel. It's a damsel in distress. I'm excited, uh, she says, man. I'm getting a cigar ready. <laughs> yeah, you got to light one up. We were we were just having a celebratory scotch on the way out of the office when, <laughs> or, when a woman comes into the office cold and wet from the rainy night and says, Hello, I'm a fan of the Comedy Central uh, podcast. Um, I heard you do a segment where you identified a bit for a listener. Uh, if you were planning on doing that more, I'd love to run one by you. The bit was about how white people have verb names like Chip, Bob, Rob, Chuck, Chase, Mary, Rose, etc. And the comic kind of vocally and physically acted out each name as he said them. I saw it maybe 15 years ago, but I think I remember the guy being a pudgy guy in his 30s, probably of color, but not black. In the instance I saw him do the bit, I believe he was wearing one of those newsboyish hats from the 90s that Biggie used to wear a lot. If any of that rings a bell, I'd love to hear about it. Thank you. It, it was hard for me to listen because that's such a hilarious bit. It is. That is a great, that is a great premise. And... I think I know who it is based on her description, but I had trouble looking it up and finding it, so I could be wrong, but detectives, I think I have a hunch that it is Gabriel Iglesias, really? the fluffy man himself, because he fits the <laughs> physical description that is given. Chubby. Uh, he's he's, he's a, beyond chubby. I mean, he's fluffy. Tom. He says it himself. Tom, but she, I, th <laughs> That guy's big. <laughs> I'm just saying what he says. He's fluffy and he uh he is of color but not black, so that well, makes he's, sense. He's so big you don't you wouldn't think that, that, that the damsel would uh that, that's the only problem is maybe she would have described him this way. Uh she would have I and also he's so famous that I think she might have known. But he does have a special where he's wearing one of those newsboy hats. So I was like it's all lining up, and then I couldn't find it. So if you are out there and you can help a detective out, uh, that would be great because I'd like to be able to help Samantha out scratch so, this itch. So I just want to, I just want to kind of go go over the evidence. First of all, <laughs> did I hear you read the opening of the email correctly? She sounded like like we were some sort of like uh, charity organization. Like, <laughs> I hear there's a well, podcast out there that can help me. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is. She turned her her joke spotlight on. That's uh, it's you know, shined in the sky. It's just a. <laughs> you know what it sounded like? It sounded like she tried to tell this to her friend. And her friend was like, "Hey, I know we can get help." And, and she's got. <laughs> And she writes us this email. She wasn't even like, "Hey, I'm a fan of the show. Have you heard of this?" He's like, "She, I, she said, I, I got to give her credit. She did say she's a fan of the show." <laughs> okay, but uh, she did say, "I heard you." You're right. She said, "I heard you do a no." She meant like, "I heard you do a segment." Oh, not, not I heard you do a segment. Yeah, oh, you're right. Dude. I read that in a dumb way. 
Oh, I'm bad, I that like, would be funny. She's like, I'm a big fan of the idea of your show. <laughs> I personally don't listen, but <laughs> like we're just, they're just coming for the segment. Um, that's, a, that's a hilarious joke, though. It is funny. Years ago, so what year was 15, that? Fifteen. That's where I go. That's 2005, as far as I'm concerned. Um, I was out the game at that time. <laughs> yeah, I was in uh, I was in high school at that time, and. I still think it might be fluffy, but you're right. I think she would have described him that way, but it's possible not. It's possible not. And I'm trying to think of someone who wore clothes like that, and I'm having trouble thinking of anybody who's not who's not Gabriel Iglesias. And uh, again, does Gabriel, does Gabriel Iglesias do material like that? Like uh, I can see. Here's the thing with him: is he he tells a lot of stories. Most of his acts are stories. So what he the way he would do it and what makes it so hard to find it if it is him is it would be something within the middle of a story and oh. not a tra- not like its own track and that's what's holding me up here. So we're, we're going to need some overtime. <laughs> uh Jesus, I don't even know what to talk about no more. I'm so anxious on this. What what else do you have for us, sir? We, well, we are, we are I got I I want to bring up cause, and by the way, if you have any leads, s u t t pod at gmail.com. That's the easiest way to get a hold of us. I I got a lot of uh, I, I've been getting a lot of uh, messages on on Twitter and uh, Instagram and all that good stuff, and that's fine. Uh, and I've gotten some to my main email, and um, there was one that I meant to read, but this is the problem. If you send it to my main email, my Tom Takar email. It gets mixed in with a bunch of other shit, so so be careful with that. I did want to read somebody who sent uh, that to that email, who's following up on us uh, referencing his other email, and he wanted to let me know that he was not uh, hitting on me. This <laughs> <laughs> coach. <laughs> I don't, I don't know, brother. You hitting up two email accounts, man. I don't know. <laughs> it almost it almost sounds like uh, someone doth protest too much. <laughs> now I'm starting to think he is hitting on me. <laughs> Tom, no, he, said, I, uh, he said, I know you have a girlfriend and I got married last Friday. Well, congratulations there. Uh, this is Thomas. Uh, congrats, congrats, Thomas. That's uh, that's great. Oh, that but, Thomas. Uh, I remember that Thomas. Yeah, he's from he's emailing us from Korea. We got, like I said, we we got people oh. from Thailand emailing us. This is wild. Well, well, I I have to say thank you, uh, Thomas, for allowing yourself to be you know kind of the butt of the joke. We don't we know we don't really think you're hitting on Tom. No, it's just no. funny to say. It's very funny, and I'm he's somebody who we've uh, we've let down with joke detective because so many people thought they found the right joke, and uh, it turned out it wasn't the right one. But you know mm-hmm. what? He was a good sport about it. He apologized that he put it in all of our heads. And uh, don't even worry about it, Thomas, because hey, now we're on to the next don't one. Don't blame the victim. Come on. Like, he, <laughs> <laughs> you have every right to get justice for your unsolved joke, Tom. It's true. He's right. You know, that's true. We have every right. Every I, right. I will say um, I'm not hitting on you. To a mail is something I've never wrote in an email. So, <laughs> well, this is the sort of shit you inspire people to do, folks. <laughs> you make grown men say crazy shit. I gotta, I gotta clarify the fucking slate now. <laughs> oh man, we got one more clip, and this is a uh, I, I saved a killer to close off for you. You guys probably already know this person. If you don't, you gotta. There's a wealth of material. 
that this person has out there. She is, in fact, Taylor Tomlinson. I found a little clip of hers. This is a set that I found on a Comedy Central stand-up YouTube page where you can go and see all kinds of great stuff. Like I said earlier, hour-long specials for free right now uh, on their web page, uh, on their on their stand-up YouTube page, and uh, you don't even need a password any of that stuff. This is on there too. It's a short little set from Taylor Tomlinson, who is a killer. You probably already know of her, but if you don't, you're going to be delighted by this. Here's Taylor Tomlinson. Yeah, I'll have you know in bed, I am a wild animal, all right? Yeah, way more afraid of you than you are of me. <laughs> no, I'm just like, I'm very sexually conservative as a person, and nobody's really like that anymore. Like, everybody meets on apps. You talk to anyone in their 20s, like, where'd you meet? They're like, well, we met on this app. It's called Just the Nips. Hear me out. Like, <laughs> it's always something horrifying. And I don't know if you guys have tried to get a 20-something dude from a dating app to wear a condom lately, but it's sort of like trying to convince a five-year-old to put a jacket on over his Halloween costume. <laughs> Here, put this on for me. No! prude like I don't even watch porn not because I'm like taking a stand against it I just never got into it at the right age you know like some adults didn't read Harry Potter it's like you misery letter to Hogwarts I don't know what to tell you like I have a friend I have a friend she is against porn she's like I hate pornography Taylor she calls it pornography like a loser and I was like how come and she goes because it sets unrealistic expectations for everybody you know it's just it's so unrealistic and I was like have you seen porn? It's like very realistic. <laughs> like they are banging. Like what? I think you saw Star Wars. And she's like, no Taylor, it's unrealistic because those women, they're not even finishing, you know? They're faking it. And I was like, yeah, it's super realistic. <laughs> Is that what we're all doing? Fake it till you make it back to the bathroom to finish yourself off, am I right? <laughs> I'm joking, I've never faked it. I've never loved someone that much. That's not, I don't hand out ribbons for showing up, all right? Grab an orange slice and a Gatorade, get back down there, let's see some hustle, Anderson. You guys are great. All right, that was Taylor Tomlinson. I hope you guys liked the show today. If you if you did, just like Netflix has their algorithm, I have my Tom algorithm. If you like David Feldman, I think you should check out my buddy Ari Findling, New York comedian, very funny guy. And if you like Yamanika, check out Jessica Kirsten. You probably already know her, but if you don't, you're going to love her. She's so funny. And uh, email us at suttpod at gmail.com for Joke Detective. If you have a little joke you want to send us to make me and Coach laugh or just for general comments and questions. Uh, we love you guys. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to the pod if you're not already. Uh, share it. All that good stuff. Rate and review. We appreciate it. And uh, that'll do it for this week. On behalf of me and Coach T, we'll see you next time on the podcast. Thanks for listening. Bye.
has been a Comedy Central podcast. 